0: Thank you very much, Pastor Phil. Who loved that worship tonight? Don't we have just a, a phenomenal? You know, don't don't you love being in a team of winners? Who loves winners? I love hanging around winners. And uh, Luke is awesome. Did really well. Who's who's doing anything exciting for the long weekend? Anything? anything exciting? Nobody. Who's excited about a long weekend? Next week? This week? I mean, Jeff going to go surfing, and then I'm going to watch about six or seven hours of 24. He likes 24. That show is awesome. Who knows 24? Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer, C2. I love Jack Bauer. Um, tonight, the title of this message is Listen to Your Father, which is pretty cool. Um, I have a cool father. I remember one time, um, me and Luke, who do nearly heaps of cool stuff together, um, we're, on a, we're on a surf trip, and uh, it was, I think it was the year 2000. Who's ever been on a surf trip, Jeff? Yeah. You gotta if you're a guy and you're surfing, yeah, TJ, I love that. You gotta go on surf trips because they're just cool. And I remember me and Luke uh, and another friend um, were going on this surf trip. We were like 18. We'd all just finished school, and uh, it was just our time. We we're going to go for away for six weeks. Six weeks of just just you know where we're going, we don't know. We're just going to travel north, packed the back of the car, had everything ready, and uh, it was it was just like you know if you're a guy and you've just finished school. And you've got a car and you've got two other mates and you've got six weeks of just, you know, doing nothing. And then just, you know, a surf trip is awesome. And uh, so me and Luke and uh, and my other friend, we're um, were all getting ready. And it was so funny because me and Luke have always gone on surf trips and all this kind of stuff. And uh, one of our other friends came over. And me and Luke, when we packed, literally had like a plastic bag just with our toothbrush in it and like a towel. And that was it, just our boardies and a towel. And, uh, and, and my dad and Luke's dad were standing there going, yeah, this is going to be awesome, guys. You're going to love it. And one of our other friends come over and had, like, this whole big bag full of, like, he had it. I said, what's that? He said, that's my bath towel. I said, you what? And Luke said, it's what? And he said, it's my bath towel. I said, yeah, well, when we threw that out, you can't take that. And I said, what's all this stuff? So that's, you know, that's this and that. We're going, to we show this stuff out. And uh, what we did is we, we drove from... Um, from Central Coast, we worked all the way up to Queensland and came back down, and it was so much fun. And I remember three days in, we, you know, we, we didn't have any food, and we didn't, have, um, we didn't have any clothes. All we had was like $200 each, and we thought, we're just going to go. And I think we had a little dome tent that we thought, hey, if we can't, you know, somewhere we're just going to camp on the side of the road. And uh, on our third day, we got up to just past Port Macquarie, which is awesome. And uh, to a place called um, Point Plumber. Who's Point Plumber? Yeah, I've never been back there. And uh, yeah, that, true that, true that. And uh, me and Luke were there and we put our, um, we put it, we're down this dirt track and, and, and anyway, we parked our car on the side, it's like a third day into it. And we're so excited, just we're away and mum's at home and, you know, we're just doing whatever we want, we can stay up all night, we can go here if we want, you know, we can we didn't. We really didn't eat anything. We just sort of ate cheese and bacon rolls, and uh, and lemonade. We had cheese and bacon rolls and lemonade. That's all we had, and that's all you need. Hey, we had dairy. We had you know that was all. The, uh, that's the cheese. <laughs> cheese is dairy, and uh, and our dads were both jealous when we were going, were they? Bob and John just there going, oh, these guys are in for it. They're going to love it. And uh, we got their third day in Port Macquarie, just on, just above Port Macquarie, and we went down for to the beach for about ten minutes. Oh, about half an hour. About half an hour, we went down to the beach and we uh, were just hanging out. And we came back to our car, just, just full of life, full of energy, full of, wow, this trip's so awesome. We're, we're there. And uh, when we got back to our car, I was walking up to the car and uh, uh, I looked on the passenger seat and there was just smashed glass. And I went, oh, I don't remember smashed glass being in my car. And we got there and, and we got back and our car was smashed. Like the window was smashed in, and uh, we left because we were only young, we're stupid. We left everything just in the middle console. Everything was taken—our wallets, our phones, uh, CDs. Everything was just gone, except for one CD that was in there. We listened to one CD for six weeks. It was Receiver, yeah, Christian City Church Receiver, and um, and we got back to our car, and and we would just—it was like this, like. You know when the New South Wales lose after an Origin, and you're just there going, oh, and it's like we all just stood there knowing that this is this is it, we're, we're out, we're we've you know we look our wallets are gone and we our cars smashed and you know everything's gone, our phones are gone, we couldn't even call anybody, and um, yeah, so all we all we could do, we were just devastated because this you know three days into our trip, we're thinking this is you know. And so what we did, we had to, um, we cleaned all the glass and we went back to someone's house near in Port Macquarie and we're just going, this is it, we can't go on, we have no money, Uh, you know, and uh, I rang dad up and I said, dad, this is what's happened and yeah, I I don't know, I guess we're going to have to come home and and we rang some of the, the mums and some of the mums were freaking out, I knew this would happen, you boys shouldn't have gone away, you're all stupid, I knew this would happen and um and Dad's, Dad just said, yeah. and we went to sleep that night just thinking, well, our trip's over. We've got nothing. And uh, it would have been fun, but it's not going to happen. And my dad got to where we were staying at like 6 o'clock in the morning. The next day, he drove up to Port Macquarie, knocked on the door, and we went, Dad, what are you doing? He said, your trip's not over, boys. And, uh, and we went, what do you mean it's not over? And he goes, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And uh, we've had the mums crying, oh, come home, come home. You need to come home. Just come home. We'll hug you. It'll be okay. Don't worry. You tried. You didn't get there. And, uh, and, and dad was there. And this is, dad took us into, into town, into Port Macquarie, fixed the window. He gave us $200 each to, to go up. And uh, we went into the RTA, and we got our licenses back. And and you know what? It, it's so reassuring when when, when you think, well, Mom says, I, you know, but your dad turns up and he says, you know what? It, it's not, a, it's, it's going to happen. And tonight I want to look at, just very quickly, uh, God, listen to your father. And if we grab our Bibles, turn to John chapter 10, verse 27. And uh, we went on after that. We all, you know, it was the funniest time because we didn't have wallets. So we went to the reject shop and bought like, we all had a Pocahontas wallet, and uh, and uh, and I had like a, um, a little cow wallet, cowgirl wallet. And uh, every time we go into a shop, we would pay something. We go, "Wow, cool Pocahontas wallet!" And the other guy, and it just it was just like it didn't it didn't at all. You know, it could have been really bad, but because Dad says, you know, boys, you're awesome. This is gonna this is gonna be great. And we had, it actually made it more fun. You know, because we we try to get into places, and they said you have a license, and I have to unroll this piece of paper that the RTA gave me, saying, "Is that really you?" Because we didn't have a photo, because we lost our license. Yes, it's really you. Don't look like you're that age. Well, I am. Anyway, it's funny. Uh, John ten, verse twenty seven says, "My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me." And this is such a powerful thing. The Bible says that my sheep, which is church christians where people you know are referred to as sheep and jesus the shepherd it says my sheep hear my voice and i know them my my sheep hear my voice and i I know them and they follow me and that is such a powerful thing to know that as followers of jesus we hear his voice do you know um some people in churches other churches say well you can't hear from god who do you think that you are that the god of the universe is going to talk to you and my bible says my sheep Hear my voice. Isn't that such a, a powerful thing? That when you're going through a tough time, or when everything gets damaged, or smashed, or stolen, or whatever, we have the reassurance that no matter what happens, I can hear what God says. Do you know, when when I think, well, my holiday's ruined, everything's gone, I can't go on. We have, that's the benefit. That's the advantage of being a Christian. God say, you know what? You're incredible. You know what? You can go on. You can do this. And it's such a powerful thing knowing that we can hear God's voice. And there's so many Christians around that don't hear God's voice. That, oh, I can't hear God. I don't know how to hear God. But the Bible says, you know, it's so simple. My sheep hear my voice. That's the deal. If you're a Christian, if you follow God, then, you know, that's the promise for you. My sheep hear my voice. You know, I I don't hear from God. Well... You know, oh, I'm not a pastor. I don't hear from God. I'm not a preacher. I don't hear from God. Well, it's not written to preachers. It's not written to pastors. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice, which is such a powerful thing to know. And when you know that you can actually cry out to God and God can actually speak back to you, that is phenomenal. The God of the universe, you know, when I'm I'm devastated, I can say, God, I, I need help. And God can send help through, you know what I'm saying? It says, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. In uh, Mark chapter no, Luke chapter twelve, if you want to turn there, verse seven, it says, um, "But the very head, very hairs of your head are numbered. Do not fear, do not fear, therefore. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore." Do you know that God knows you, and He knows everything about you, and. He doesn't want to freak you out. He says, do you know what? I, I know everything. I know all your hairs. I know the scar. I know that little weird disease you've got growing. Up. I know everything about you. And I still like you. And, and, it says, and I love it how it says, do not fear, therefore, which is God's, God's always saying in the Bible, just don't fear. Don't worry about this. Your car got smashed. Everything got stolen. But don't worry. I'll be there at 6 o'clock to drive you into town to fix you up. to we'll give you $200 so you can go back onto your Thing. Anyway, and number, number three, I love this. It says, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, which is so powerful to know that the God of the universe, who, who, who just just God, knows me and, and actually cares about it. says, Andrew, just do not fear. And it says, and they follow me. Can we just quickly turn? I'm really done with the, the verses of turning. But can we turn to um, Mark chapter 1? Verse 17, Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become. Many times in church life, we talk about all this stuff that sometimes can seem so far out and so, so far beyond where we are right now. Well, Andrew, how can I hear from God? How can I, how can I heal the sick? How can I do this? And Jesus always says, every time he preaches, he says, just don't worry about all this kind of stuff. Don't freak yourself out. It says, follow me and I will make you. Do you know that when we follow God, when we, we come into church and we lay down all our pride and all our fears and all our uh, inadequacies, we say, God, I'm just going to follow you. God, whatever, I, whatever whatever's happening, I, I don't know about all that, but I'm just going to follow you. The Bible says, follow, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you. And God can make you how he wants you. He wants you to, you know, become... It, more attuned to hearing his voice, that when you lay stuff down, say, God, I'm just going to follow you, then God makes you become... And I love it how it says, follow me and I'll make you become fishers of men. And I've been praying about this for the last six weeks. And I, we were about this stuff, and I honestly believe that we are about to see more people and more people and more people come in to the house of the house of god and and what we're going to do in sg is get some you know we, we've we've done it before we focused on on reaching people and and i really believe that next term we're going to focus on doing community stuff and getting out there and really getting a part of our community and and especially all up into woodbury park and and down to west you so just seeing thousands of people there all the time and uh jesus follow me and i'll make you become fish as a man and it's a passion of, of the saved, of the Christian to see people who are struggling, who see people who, who need, like, they need their, their, their help to come. And, and it's our role as, as Christians. and That's what we're going to do next soon. We're going to get stickers. We're going to go through, go, literally go through the whole Woodbury Park and all this stuff and just, just, just tell everybody, tell absolutely everybody what we can do. Um. Come back with me to John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. Such a powerful thing to know that we, stock standard, I don't, and I don't know how people over the years thought that we couldn't hear God's voice. And that's a, that's a, that's a deceit from the devil to, to, from the years of church life to think that you can't hear God's voice. When it just says there plain, plain and simple, my sheep hear my voice. Okay. And I know them cool, God knows me. And he says to me, don't worry, don't fear. Just Your life's going to be awesome. I know who you are. I know what I've put inside you. And he says, and they follow me. When you follow God, he can make you become whatever he needs you to be. There's no fear of, well, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to lead a youth ministry? I don't know. How am I going to, how am I going to do not I don't know. But I know that if I just follow God, if I just keep turning up, God will keep turning up and God will just keep shaping and molding. And that's the problem with a lot of Christians. They, 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 they go for it for a couple of years. Two years, God, I'll give you everything. Two years. And then after that, it's like, well, you know, I, it just didn't, didn't work. And Pastor Phil preached this morning that the strength of a Christian is someone who can go through a trial, who can, who can get tested and, and persevere and all this stuff. It's, Peter says it's worth more than gold. When your faith is tested and you say, you know what, I'm not quitting, I'm not giving up, I will be in church, I'll be at the women's conference Friday night, I probably won't be. Although it is worth noting that I've been at the last, uh, every women's conference except for the last one, this, since the beginning of this church started. I don't know how, but I've always been a princess on the way to my throne when they've been on. That was, the, was that the first one? For, for, do you know what, and... Uh, Luke, I remember I was talking to Luke, and I said, What are you doing tonight? There's, you know, it's a women's conference. I said, Oh, Luke, I'm a princess tonight on the way to my throne. And, uh, well, yeah, I knew that about you. You're awesome. And uh, it's true. Um, but the women's conference would be phenomenal. And if you know women that have never been to church, uh, these events, uh, you know, they were, they're, they're, the, they're the events to bring women to. If you've never ever said, Hey, you know, you've got the neighbor next door with a single mom, with the kids, hey, you know, come along. This thing will change your life. And it will. So I challenge you, bring some some ladies along. And it says in verse 28, I'll give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Check this out, which is pretty awesome. They shall never perish. That's cool. But this is what I want to speak. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Neither shall anybody snatch them out of my hand. Well, I'm a Christian and I feel like I'm under attack from the devil and he's really just beating me around and, and I'm trying to go to church, but it's just not happening. The Bible says, this is what God says, neither shall any, anyone snatch them out of my hands. You know, as a Christian, we're in the palm of God's hand and nothing, nothing, doesn't matter what it is, not a demon, not an angel, not a person, not someone's opinion, not, not somebody, not your mom, not your dad. Nobody can separate you from God. Nobody can take you out of God's hand. God says, nobody, I promise you this, nobody will take you. Nobody will snatch you. You know, how much confidence and, and faith and, and excitement does, does that give you when you go, well, no matter what I do, no matter where I go, no matter my car gets smashed or whatever, God's never, ever going to, nothing will ever take me out of this. When I say, God, I'm giving you my life. Tonight I give you everything that I have. From that moment on, no, you, you're locked in. You, nothing's coming to lock, try and get you. It just doesn't happen. Isn't that powerful? Neither shall anyone snatched them out of my hands you need to tattoo that on somewhere tattoo that don't tattoo that uh 29 as we nearly there and my father who has given them to me is greater than all my father is greater than all we need to know god is not opposite of the devil the devil is not the opposite of god the devil god's big and awesome and the devil, not, you know, it's like this little guy that thinks he's awesome, but he's just a little guy. And God's, there's not, it's not like, you know, when we, sometimes we think that the God and the devil are up there battling it out. And hopefully God will win. Let's just hope and pray. Oh my gosh, please God, win. But it's not like that. You know, my father is greater than all. And can we just turn to uh, Isaiah forty? And uh, didn't you do that when you were growing up at school? My father's, you know, stronger than your dad. Hey, what's your dad do? Well, my dad's a fireman. What's your dad do? My dad's a mechanic. Ooh. Maybe he's not stronger than you. No, but every every fireman, no, you know, you can't. No one's stronger than a fireman, are they? Nobody. Not even Chuck Norris is stronger than a fireman. It's true. Firemen are awesome. That's what, one of the only... And you know what? You know... You know, when you go around and you look at jobs, you think, well, that guy, yeah, have you ever, if, if you ranked jobs by how happy people were, I would have to say that being a butcher would have to be the happiest job in the world. Is that true? Every time you go into a butcher's shop, hello, how are you? What's happening? What can I do for you? How's your day been? It's like, oh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I just want to go in there and buy more meat, you know. They love it. You will never come out sad when you go into a butcher shop. They just in there cutting stuff up and breaking stuff. And yeah, I can do that, boy. Is that is that true? And the anyway, saddest job I've seen will be have to be those guys that um. They're the they're the guys that have the um the hotels and motels on the side of the road. They just sleep on the property, and they're like 20, 50 bucks a night. And it's like, oh, they've got bags under there. Has ever stayed in one of those places? You walk in, the guy behind the counter is like he's been up for like 10 years. And it's like, oh, I just want a room. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I just don't do that. So anyway, Isaiah 40, my dad is greater than your dad. Well, it doesn't say that, but um, God, my father is greater than all. My father... I'm not talking about John, who's awesome, and he is great. Not as greater than all. Imagine if my dad was greater than all. Imagine if my dad was the dad that was greater than all. He was the one. That'd be weird. (laughs) Yeah, he's not, though. Isaiah 40, it says, uh, verse 22. It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. God sits above the circle of the earth. And we'll drop down to 25. It says, To whom then will you liken me? Or well, to whom shall I be equal? Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who, who has created all these things. And brings out their, their host by number and calls them all by name. You know, and it, says, it says here, All. By the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one, he's talking about the stars, not one is missing. Verse 27, why do you speak, O Jacob? Why do you whine, saying, you know, my way is hidden from God? So many times we think God doesn't see me. Well, I'm just the person that comes and hands out the the newsletter at the front of the door. God will never see me. And this is what it's saying. People cry out saying, hey, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over. And, And it says here, have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is, is weary. God just sees everything. He's just, you know, great. My Father is greater than all. And it says, His understanding is unsearchable. Can I grab the band up very quickly if that's okay? Okay, or slowly, that's fine as well. <laughs> slowly, i grab the band slowly. Just slowly get up, guys, and see what you can do. And it says here in, in Isaiah 40 verse 29 and this is what God does God gives power to the weak and to those who have no might he increases strength that God who is God what does God do why do I need God I don't need God God gives power to the weak credible and to those who have no might he increases strength who is God God is greater than all and increases strength. Why do I need God? Because God just wants to strengthen you. And and, 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 and just leads you in great, you know, sure the road will be tough. But you know, no, nothing can take you from God's hands. Nothing. Once you lock yourself, say, God, I'm here. I, I, I'm committed to you. You know, I love this. I just read this passage over and over. He gives power to the weak. To those who have no might, He increases strength. He increases strength. Gives power to the weak. Those who have no might he increases strength. We all need more strength. There's not one of us in this room that says, I can do this. Like I think it was like Garth said this morning, I can do it on my own. No, you, no, you can't. You need God's strength. You know, God's strength is unlimited. You could you could tap into this unlimited strength. You know. We can stand, let's still stand very quickly. And so you know what I want to do tonight, it's a long weekend, so we can let our hair down. God gives power to the weak. To those who have no might, He increases strength. And says, Even the the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God, like Pastor Phil was talking about this morning, God wants your faith to be strong. And He wants your strength. He wants to strengthen you. And He wants your faith to be worth more than God. Once it, once it goes through all the trials, trials are good. More trials are good. Trials, well, I don't understand. That's good. All this stuff that comes at you is good because it strengthens who you are inside. I can't do this. Yes, you can. I can't hang on any longer. Yes, you can. I can't. I can't do this any longer. Yes, you can. God gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, He increases strength. That's it. He increases strength. I need more strength. God, I need more strength. I need, you know, we're going to go out and reach the community and and do events. We're going to have women coming here. We need more strength. You know, we're going to go out and, and, and reach the world. We need more strength. So tonight... One weekend nothing's on Jack Bauer will wait till tomorrow even Jack Bauer tonight I don't want people to come down I'm not going to pray for any of like that but we need more than ever this church is about to explode and explode and explode and explode again I know it is I know it is and we need people who can say God you're my strength you are my strength you know if it's in my strength if it's in Andrew's strength then it's 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 going to be not as good as it is in God's strength. He gives power to the weak, to those who have no strength. Those who have no might, He increases strength. Dear God, tonight I pray. God, I pray tonight over all these people. God, that You would increase strength in us. God, those people who think they can't go on, those people who think it's too hard, God, I have to quit, I can't do this anymore. God, You would increase strength. God, you would increase strength. God, you would increase in our lives.